Hi, it's Dwyer, gamblersadvisory.com, a free site, bettingangle.us, a free site. Remember, the opinion you should follow should be your own. Just consider this video to be a second opinion from a complete stranger online. Now, there's a great video up right now uh, from a fellow boxing fan, Dante's Boxing Nation. It's really a good video. I want people to Google it, where Dante talks about the Shakur Stevenson top rank situation. The fact that they now are in negotiations for a new deal. Apparently, Stevenson's current contract with top rank expires, right? Let me also point out that Dante's Boxing Nation goes one step further and points out that the problems, and there are problems, that some great fighters have had in the past with top rank, as well as other promoters, uh, simply because the promoter determined that their style uh, wasn't crowd friendly, right? So Dante's Boxing Nation points out that Guillermo Regundio beat Nanito Denier, um, but yet wasn't embraced by top rank, Regundio's promoter, right? Because, of course, the promoter has their own agenda. The promoter, um, you know, might have not wanted to uh, increase the money they were paying Regundio. Uh, the promoter might have felt that Regundio's style wasn't the kind of style that the promoter could sell to broadcast networks and things like that. What I want people to understand, let's offer a different wrinkle here. What I want people to understand is that the way these things are portrayed in the press often is inaccurate, right? The risk is with the boxer a lot of the times, not the promoter. In other words, the promoter will promise the boxer a big amount per fight, $5 million per fight, right, if you're an elite fighter. The catch is that the promoter will then not give you a lot of fights, right? Something will always be wrong. You know, the promoter will claim there are problems, that a opponent is hard to find, certainly one that would generate the site fee, the gate, the TV rights money to warrant the $5 million. So even though you have a big guarantee, you're not getting paid right, as a fighter. Sometimes a promoter will do things like that. Keep in mind, too, these contracts, many of them aren't guaranteed once the fighter starts losing. Right, so you can have a great contract, but if you lose a couple of fights in a row, you lose that contract. Right, so understand, there's less money in boxing than you think and the athletes have less protections than you think right don't consider this to be a professional sports league akin to the nfl or major league baseball or the nba where i sign a contract it's a multi-year contract that money's guaranteed or most of it's guaranteed and then I'm getting health benefits, union benefits, 
Folks, that's not boxing. These guys are independent contractors. And of course, the fighter himself is responsible for his ecosystem, right? The fighter has a manager. The promoter's just promoting the fights. That manager can get up to 33% of the fighter's purses, right? Understand, too, the fighter has to hire his training camp. Those sparring partners aren't coming for free. Sparring partners are coming from all over the country. You have to pay for them to travel, right? Certain fighters have their favorite sparring partners, right? Julio Cesar Chavez back in the day loved Castillo as his favorite sparring partner, right? Well, you've got to pay Castillo. So the fighter has to be a businessman. Again, this is different than me being a pitcher on the Mets. You know, I have a contract with the Mets. They're paying me regardless of everything that happens, right? The Mets have a training staff. I, you know, talk with the team trainer when I have a problem. No, no, that's not boxing, folks, right? The fighters have to pay for their cut, man. You and I have both seen fights where a guy is bleeding, the blood's in his eyes. He can barely see. And you're thinking to yourself, man, this dude should have gotten a better cut, man. By saving a few dollars here, he was penny wise, pound foolish. So let's talk about Shakur Stevenson. Uh, let me be clear here. Right? Stevenson, whatever his fight style, and I'll agree, Stevenson's not a puncher. Right? He's not Gravante Davis. Uh, fans love knockouts. Stevenson's going to give you less knockouts than Gravante Davis. I mentioned Davis because Davis is the cash cow at 135. Understand, Davis made money against Ryan Garcia that most of the fighters around him will never see in their entire careers. Right? Sure. Life's unfair. Gervonta Davis at this point doesn't even need titles to draw a crowd. Right? What title was up for grabs when Gervonta Davis fought Ryan Garcia? By the way, Garcia made a mint. Garcia doesn't have a title today. He made a mint in the Gervonta Davis fight. Right? So let's focus on Stevenson here. Because fans need to realize there's a difference between the money, right? Davis. Garcia, they made the money. And talent, which doesn't necessarily overlap with all the money. Right? Of course, Stevenson, extremely talented. But he hasn't made Gervonta Davis money. He hasn't made Ryan Garcia money. Right? So let's talk about Stevenson. Just to understand, Stevenson deserves top dollar. Let's stop kidding ourselves. If Stevenson's crowd is in the room with some promoter saying Stevenson's style is not fan-friendly, right? Stevenson's team needs to look at that promoter and just basically say, hey, look, we understand the situation we're in. 135 is loaded. Whatever Stevenson's style. Stevenson was an Olympic silver medalist. Stevenson is unbeaten. Stevenson has now won three titles in his career. Stevenson brings credibility to events and understand the situation at 135 is such 
that Stevenson's position is incredibly valuable. You heard me mention Gervonta Davis. Let me just name some guys who are at 135, who we don't quite know how good they are, who we want to figure out who is the top at 135. So Stevenson wants Lomachenko, right? Loma, mid-30s, just gave Devin Haney all he could handle. I would say that probably 40% of the boxing public believes Loma won that fight, right? You have Isaac Cruz, who went the distance with Gervonta Davis, right? You can imagine Stevenson's based in Texas. You can imagine a Stevenson-Isaac Cruz fight would get a lot of fans, a lot of fans. You have Frank Martin, who's unbeaten, right? Who Stevenson tried to get in the ring, but Martin turned down the deal, right? You have Keyshawn Davis. Let's say Stevenson decides to be old school and fight outside of his division, right? Understand, Ezra Charles was a light heavyweight. He killed a man, right? Charles hit that hard at light heavy. He then jumps up to heavyweight, takes on Joe Lewis, wins the heavyweight title. More recently, Michael Spinks was a light heavyweight. He jumped to heavyweight, took on a dominant heavyweight champ, Larry Holmes, beat him. People forget this. Not only does he then win the rematch against Larry Holmes, but he then fights Jerry Cooney, who was a big name, big slugger in the heavyweight division, right? You know, in other words, Michael Spinks was in the heavyweight division for more than a cup of coffee. There's more going on with Michael Spinks at heavyweight than just the first fight against Larry Holmes and his fight against Mike Tyson, right? Understand if Stevenson reads his style, realizes that he has great legs. He can move at least as well as Sander Martin. He's a southpaw like Sander Martin. What's stopping him from taking on Teofimo Lopez? Understand, too, you can jump to a weight class, and I know Stevenson's a fitness guy. You can jump to a weight class without adding the weight, right? If you're a guy who doesn't get hit and look at Stevenson's face, you would never tell he's a boxer. He's unmarked. If you're a guy like Stevenson who never gets hit, gaining weight shouldn't hurt you that much if you can avoid being hit in that match. Right? Understand, too, there are other guys at 140. Raleigh Romero. Right, folks? Romero's robotic. Romero's not fluid. I saw Romero getting beaten up by an older guy. The referee prematurely stopped the fight. Let's just say that fight should tell people that if you're fluid, like Shakur Stevenson is, you have an excellent shot on Raleigh Romero. Right? Jack Catterall. Catterall is much better than I thought. But Catterall doesn't move like Shakur Stevenson. Right? That fight, lefty against lefty, Right? Stevenson, more charismatic in the ring than Catterall. Catterall, not a knockout puncher. Let's just say Stevenson has high-profile fights at both 135 
and 140. So a promoter really is gonna have to cater to Stevenson. Any conversation about Stevenson's style not being fan-friendly really should fall apart when you realize that Stevenson is a fighter the public understands is an excellent fighter and that these guys need to fight him for credibility purposes. You know, right now, because he is the box office king, Gervonta Davis doesn't really have to remind us of who he is. But in time, he's going to have to. In time, the boxing public is going to say, you forced Ryan Garcia to lose weight. What was the catch weight? 136? Even though you yourself had a title at 140 in the past. Right? Sooner or later, the boxing public is going to start showing up where Gravante Davis is, right? He's in a restaurant. You know how paparazzi does it? They yell at you when you're in the terrace at a restaurant. When are you going to fight Shakur Stevenson? Right, folks, that's a blockbuster fight. In other words, Stevenson has different blockbuster fights out there. Well, let's get a little behind the scenes here. And let's talk about something that the public needs to consider. It's a huge endowment Stevenson has, right? It's a big endowment. Stevenson shares a manager with Big Baby. Understand the heavyweight division in the United States, right? Folks, there are a paucity of known elite heavyweights under 30 in the United States, right? Deontay Wilder is really the top of the food chain, but Deontay Wilder is well into his 30s, right? Deontay Wilder is in that Gervonta Davis part of his career where Wilder had the heavyweight belt for five years. He doesn't really feel it's necessary to have a belt. He's now trying to get people like Anthony Joshua and Francis Ngannou in the ring. He's cherry-picking great box office fights. Now, in terms of American heavyweights who actually are trying to win the title, right, who, you know, what a fight Tyson Fury, right? Keep in mind, I don't blame Wilder. Wilder's already fought Fury three times. But for the young heavyweights who are trying to prove themselves, who aren't yet in that box office, you know, fan recognition type thing, right? Wilder can walk into an arena in the UK to watch a fight and everyone's going to know he's Deontay Wilder, right? Well, in the United States, I would say the elite heavyweight right now, under 30, is Jared Anderson. And Anderson is managed by James Prince, who also manages Shakur Stevenson with Josh Dubin, right? So I want, I want people to figure this out. Understand, being in the same stable, we'll call it, as Big Baby gives Shakur Stevenson and Big Baby the opportunity to stage their own events. 
In other words, you know, Big Baby can fight a ranked heavyweight. And Shakur Stevenson could be on the same card. Folks, they've been doing this. Shakur Stevenson could be on the same card fighting a ranked lightweight. Right? So this way, fans get a twofer. If you're a heavyweight guy, my dad was a heavyweight guy, barely knew that there were other weight classes. Uh, if you're a heavyweight guy, you get the big baby part of the ticket. If you're a lightweight guy, you get the Shakur Stevenson part of the ticket. Right? So understand, Stevenson, in negotiations with promoters, needs to realize that having an affiliation with a big-time heavyweight greatly increases his bargaining power. But let's talk about his real wild card. And I know young people don't quite figure this out until they're older, right? Stevenson's 26. In Stevenson's ecosystem is the promoter who put on the Castillo-Diego Corrales fight. Right? Just understand you have promoters, we'll call them boxing investors, who aren't the big, big names, right? They're not De La Hoya, they're not Bob Arum. Uh, but understand, they are major players. In other words, Stevenson has the promoter in his ecosystem who is willing, who has thrown money at Stevenson fights to help promote the fight. That's another huge endowment. In other words, when Stevenson is having conversations with top rank, understand in the background is a real threat for Stevenson to go with his ecosystem, the resources around him, to manage and control his own destiny. Right? So make no mistake. I mean, Stevenson's going to get top dollar. Stevenson's good friends, according to reports, with Terrence Crawford. Right? Crawford, of course, had some problems with top rank. Crawford worked with an independent promoter to host a fight in Nebraska, where Crawford is from. Right? A lot of these fighters want to fight from home. It matters to Shakur Stevenson. Stevenson has fought out of Newark in the past. Right? Just understand, Stevenson, if he's savvy about this, needs to sit around. If I were Stevenson, I would talk with my manager. I would talk with the Corrales promoter. We'll give him anonymity here. Right? I would talk with Big Baby. I would figure out exactly how I can have this set up in such a way where I still have access to media outlets, right? You don't, you know, let's just say, I believe that the event sells itself in this day and age of streaming and, uh, you know, resales and things like that. Um, 
I don't believe you need to be necessarily hitched long-term to any particular media outlet, whether it's ESPN+, Plus, whether that's The Zone, um, what have you, right? I believe a model people might want to follow, and let's name a boxing cash cow who has his own financial ecosystem around him and who has a maximum say on what he does as well as many titles, and that's Canelo. Right? Canelo has found a way to make the system work for him. If there are a couple of people who are fighting under the zone's banner, and full disclosure, I subscribe to ESPN Plus, I subscribe to the zone. Um, you know, I'll I'll watch events wherever they are, right? But Canelo's a guy who thinks it through. And if he sees a couple of fighters on the zone who he wants to fight, he'll say, okay, let me sign a two-fight deal or three-fight deal with the zone, right? If he sees guys, now he's with PBC. If he sees guys under the PBC banner who he wants to fight, he'll say, okay, let me fight under the PBC banner for two or three fights, right? That Jamel Charlo fight, Canelo got paid handsomely for Right? Understand, Jamal Charlo is still under the PBC banner. It would be easy for Canelo to make that fight. Understand, David Benavides is under the PBC banner. It would be easy for Canelo to make that fight. Right? But the point is that Canelo understands that he's in a position where if a promoter says, hey, you need to commit to me for the next five years, Canelo could laugh at that promoter. Because Canelo understands who he is. Box office king. He dictates the terms. Right? The terms are such that he's only tied up for two, three fights at any given moment of time with any promoter. Right? So, let's just say Stevenson has a lot of choices. Right? If I'm Stevenson... I make sure, I make sure that I maximize value by utilizing all of the resources around me, including the Diego Corrales promoter, right? He's a key player, folks, right? It's not all top rank and golden boy, right? You have these other promoters, people with a lot of money who are investing in events, right? Jack Kent Cook, people don't realize, promoted the first Ali Fraser fight, right? The former owner of the Los Angeles Lakers, right? Capital will flow to the event, right? If I'm Stevenson, I talk with my manager, I talk with a promoter who has helped me on other events, I look at how my card could be filled out. Jared Anderson is a key person in the Shakur Stevenson story, in my opinion, right? Stevenson is in Texas. Just understand, Texas is a hotbed for boxing, right? Jerry Jones, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, has hosted fighters like Manny Pacquiao, right, at his stadium. Um... 
you know, let the world come to you. Right? As Tika Tawawi, let me plug a crypto guy, likes to say, let the game come to you. Right? If I'm Stevenson, before I give away my future, I look at my present and I see if I can structure things, kind of like Canelo has, where I maintain some control while having flexibility. Right? Where I'm able to have one or two fight deals with different outfits where I contribute my own money to part of the deal, right? Through the Corrales promoter, right? Simply to fight certain individual fighters, right? PBC, as we know from the Errol Spence situation, likes to have rematch clauses, right? Errol Spence, Terrence Crawford, right? If it takes a rematch clause for me to get a fight with some big PBC fighter, okay, great, as long as it's understood that if I win the rematch, then I'm on my way. Anyway, that's how I see it. Stevenson, great situation, perfect age, 26 years old, folks, 26, right? Has money behind him, is well-connected in boxing, is affiliated with a heavyweight, right? Has a manager who managed Andre Ward, right? Stevenson can make a great deal for himself. He's not in the situation Rigondeau was when Rigondeau beat Nanito Denier and had to deal with one promoter. That's how I see it. Let me hear from you. I hope you leave your comments in the comment section of this YouTube video. Thanks for stopping by.